You're listening to It Won't Turn Off on EdinburghNow.com. The show will begin after this short break. Please stay tuned. This is the student-led voice of Edinburgh University. Over the air and online all the time. 88.9 WFSE, Fighting Scots Radio. Interact on a galactic level on Wednesday nights from 9 to midnight listening to Alien Nation Undercover Radio. A mix of songs and bands reimagined as you have never heard before, crossing the boundary of space, time, style, genre, and locale. A special treat for all the freaks and geeks with the Crazy Cat host. Alien Nation Undercover Radio is a listening experience that is out of this world. Wednesday night, 9 to midnight on 88.9 FM, live stream on edinburghnow.com. Fighting Scots Edinburgh, I know you're out there. Supporters of WFSE include the Edinburgh Hotel Bar, serving a variety of lunch and dinner items every day from their location at 100 Meanville Street in downtown Edinburgh. Information is at 814-734-5103 or online at edinburghhotelbar.com. Hello. Hello. Hi. And uh, uh-huh. welcome, everybody, to It Won't Turn Off here on edinburghnow.com <sighs> forward slash probably a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So today's been uh, – today, <laughs> today, Britton and I, we bought a ticket for the struggle bus, and we yeah. rode it pretty much until right now. For the past two hours. Yeah. Um, so we um, trying to get Adobe Audition at work. And then the, we went upstairs oh yeah. to try and use that computer. But um we couldn't log into we that. We couldn't log into that. So, so um uh, we, Yeah, we, that was in unison. We faffed about a bit down here. We had an in unison, so um but we uh after f- you know, basically tearing everything apart. I uh, used my computer science my computer science. My computer his, science his, skills. Hence computer science. And uh got us got us working. So now now we are here We're to here. deliver you the Sweet, sweet news of um, the day. So, yeah. uh, um, I'll, let's let's talk a little bit about what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah. Uh, of course, it is Fan Friday, so Ooh. we will be answering your questions right here. Um, we're not going to do um, the air horns. No, time, but I'm, I know I'm, you loved them. I'm not in the spirit for air horns right now. We're, we're a little air horned out. I'm right defeated. Now. <laughs> uh, we will be doing those. We'll be talking about um, amiibos. Yay. Um, we're also going to go into um, some Doctor Strange movie info. Yep. Uh, no comic news today. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, was, guys. We, we kind of all covered we, it. Last we got week. into it. Um, anyway, um, of course, we also have some miscellany. Uh, and then we're going to get to your questions. But Which there are a bunch of. There is, we got a lot of questions this week. That was fantastic. It was. Uh, we also jumped up a bunch of likes this week, yeah. too, after the last uh, episode, which is great. Yeah. Um, so we're almost to 80. Almost to 80 Almost likes. there. Almost there. We're, 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 move, we're moving on up. When like we get to 100 tip- likes, Facebook recognizes us as like an official group. Really? Yeah, there's like a thing that it's been telling me about. Yeah, so if you, if you guys listened uh, last episode, that might be why we got the jump. Keep bothering your friends. Make them like too. Let's get to a hundred. That'll be the dream. Hashtag (laughs) IWTO one hundred. Yes. We'll we'll make yeah. We'll make a whole campaign. Yeah. 
about it. And if we get 100 likes, I don't know, we'll put a video out. Yeah. There will be a video documenting, documenting, document, documenting, rating, documenting the documentary four hours. Yes. Um, um, you'll be able to see a little bit of our struggle today. So and a lot of singing. Yeah, there were some weird moments, but yeah. Anyway, anyway. um, you want know, just let's just jump right in. All right, Brent, let's go right, right. into games. Let's so I know you're excited about this first one a lot. So can I'm, you tell I'm, by the way I typed it in uh, the docket? Yes. I, I definitely can. All right. So, as of like two days ago, or yesterday, I don't really remember what day it was. It was I think it was yesterday. It might have been yesterday. The Red Cyclone himself, Zangief, oh, yeah. is going to be in Street Fighter V. Oh, yeah. Um, I took a, took a look at all of his moves and stuff. He looks very, very similar to his um, Street Fighter II Hyper Turbo Edition mm-hmm. um, play style, but he has a lot more... Um, more like range with a lot of his moves and he's still a command grab um character mm-hmm. but his supers are wholly new for his character um which is really cool his one his uh, v trigger turns him into like a tornado type thing where he like spins around and hits things and then um his v trigger yeah no v skill v skill is a like kind of armor thing so he can take a few hits and the more hits he takes the stronger the return attack is mm-hmm. so that's cool. Um, his design is exactly the same as it has been, which is good. That's uh, good. Let's Keep it consistent. And then, and then, and then, and then, we found out that it's not just Zangief Uh-oh. that got released or leaked. It was the new, completely new character, the all new, all new, all, all different, all different Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter, Lara. Yes. joins the Street Fighter Five cast as well. Um, I have to say I'm a little upset that the new character wasn't um, Britain. Me? Yeah, just you. Just me. You attack just... people with your sound wave abilities. I don't. That does. That's not Street Fighter. That's more. There actually is a character that does that in Guilty Gear. Yeah. Uh, her name is I Know, and yeah. she's a like Halloween themed rock rock star. So am I. Yeah. But yeah, Lara looks cool. Um, there hasn't really been any like footage or anything yet because I don't think it was supposed to be released that she's coming out. It wasn't yet. one of those intentional no, leaks. No, it wasn't. I don't think. But anyway, there were pictures. She looks cool. Lots of grabs. Lots of grabby, lots grabby of throws. There's a lot of grapple characters in five, but yes. I don't think there's anyone on the cast yet that I'm like I don't want that character in the game. Yeah, Everyone seems good. interesting and unique, and I'm looking forward to that when it comes out in March. Well, there you go. Yeah. Britain is excitement city here. Yeah, I'm, like, shaking. I'm, like, so excited yeah. talking about Street Fighter V. He, yes. The, the, he can't contain any more excitement. I really can't. So, anyway, moving on. Moving on. Uh, from Street Fighter. Mm-hmm. So, the Sega Genesis slash Treasure Games throwback um, Freedom Planet is now available on Wii U Ooh. Virtual Console. Woo! So... It's a cool game. I don't know. Have you seen anything about Freedom Planet? Freedom Planet. Um, I'm sure at some point um, in my travels. Yeah. Through the cosmos. It was a Kickstarter game. 
Um, you know, I, Cosmo, the Cosmos, the show with Neil deGrasse, Neil deGrasse Tyson. Tyson. I was on the uh, spaceship of imagination. Okay. Yeah, like he was always sitting there, so you would assumed he was piloting, but no, I was the one piloting. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So when you watch that show, remember I'm you're piloting. I'm pi- the well, seed thing. Well, sometimes I was piloting, but then sometimes I was down, and you'd think it would be a clean, like zero emission type ship. Mm-hmm. No, there's a there's a coal coal. Oh wow. Um, it's coal based, so I was shoveling coal into a steam engine oh yeah but okay. sorry See, sorry I, anyway. that. I wasn't aware of that yeah little known fact but um freedom planet it's it's a very direct callback to Sega genesis games mm-hmm. um and like the 16-bit era as a whole nice and it's fast like sonic it has the platforming of well sonic and other genesis games gotcha of the time like Rocket Raccoon, not Rocket Raccoon. Rocket, uh, the the other one, the 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 uh, the uh, the Rocket Sparkster, Sparkster, Rocket Knight, Rocket Knight. Yeah, that thing, the like hamster type monster creature thing that's like really fast and zooms about. Oh. And there was a remake of it on Xbox, but it wasn't good. I can't think of it now. Okay. Well. Somebody correct us, please. <laughs> I like. I'm not. There you go. It's. I, I it's will not be offended. It's been a day. It's. It's been one of those days. <laughs> but anyway, um, it's cool. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. Star Fox Zero, um, which we had reported about uh, last week, mm-hmm. I think, um, it was delayed to nail the platinum games feel, quote, quote unquote, unquote, according to the co-director of the game, Yusuke Hashimoto. Quote, when we were doing Bayonetta 2, we just used that second screen, meaning the second screen of the Wii U, mm-hmm. as a touchpad. With Star Fox, Miyamoto originally had the idea that he wanted to create a shooting game that used both of these screens. And then we said, okay, how can we combine this with Star Fox? So, Platinum Games um, are the developers of Bayonetta and Wonderful 101 mm-hmm. and Beautiful Joe and a lot of really over-the-top action games. And they're co-developing... Um, the Star Fox game. So they're doing their best um, to make it like on par with the high octane like excitement and spectacle of those games. Which is cool because from what we saw in the Nintendo Directed E3 wasn't particularly like groundbreaking right. or exciting, honestly. So yeah, that's cool. Um, that's some cool stuff. I'm, I'm looking forward to it, I guess, now that I know that that's why it was... Yeah. Push back. Yeah. Because um, I love platinum games and I love pretty much everything they make. So there you go. Yeah. That'll be good. Huh. Exciting. A little bit, not just like we're, it's buggy. <laughs> so, Animal Crossing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's all I need to That's it. To I hear. just want to say Animal Crossing. So, any, Animal Crossing uh, Amiibo Festival release date. Uh, was announced. The game is coming to North America November 13th. Yay. Europe November 20th. Ah. Australia November 21st. Sorry, Australia. Sorry, you get it last. Um, the game will cost $60 and is going to be bundled with Isabel and Digby Amiibos, three Amiibo cards, and the game itself. What a steal. What a steal. It's all there. Honestly, all there. Amiibos are like 12 to $70 each. Yeah. And you get yeah, two just of them. In general. And then three amiibo cards and amiibo cards I found out um not to um, not to mention the emotional toll it 
take yeah. to actually get your hands on a very specific amiibo if it's in high demand. Little Mac. Little Mac. <laughs> um, amiibo cards, you can buy them now, actually, um, online and at GameStop and all those other places. It's like, I think it's $6, and you mm-hmm. get like five amiibo cards, which you can use in Happy Home Designer. Yes, a.k.a. Um, Property Brothers. <laughs> Animal Crossing Property Brothers. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Which I, I'm i really looking forward to getting that game at some Brent, point. Brent, I'm excited for you. Good, because I actually just got all my 3DS games from home, and I've been playing Animal Crossing again. Nice. I haven't been to it's my back. village in, like, a year. So everyone's like, he's, like, he's back. <gasps> oh, <laughs> <laughs> Mayor Britain. I spent, like, three hours picking weeds yesterday. Man, weeds, weed picking. There were too many. It's a problem. Yeah. But anyway, speaking <laughs> of Amiibos, speaking nice transition. Of... Um, Lucario, Little Mac, Captain Falcon, Greninja, Fox, and Shulk are going to be restocked at their uh, um, individual retailers and Amazon, quote unquote, soon. Soon. So if you are one of the very, 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 very many people that missed out on some of these, because it feels like Nintendo releases like two, two at, a time. at a time, maybe, um, okay, so, in the entire world, yeah. then there's a, there's more chances for you. All of these. I tried pre-ordering Shulk, mm-hmm. and the guy at GameStop was like, we actually cannot pre-order anymore. Because he just laughed I cannot. That we, we don't have enough. He maniacally laughed. And you. I'm like, it, but what's the point of pre-ordering them then if? Yeah. Like, you pre-order so that they know how much to send you. Right. Like, are you telling me that there are only actually 10 in the world? Because I would believe that, honestly. It probably is. Yeah. Only available in Japan. Lucario was only available at Toys R Us. Mm -hmm. Um, I know Shulk was only available at GameStop. Right. And then I I think Captain Falcon and Fox were just hard to find. Right. Greninja, I think, was exclusive to something. I think it might have been Best Buy. Mm, one probably. of the, one of them was exclusive to Best Buy, but I don't remember which and one. Then was. Little Mac, and then Little Mac, you just had to give. You had to cut off your right arm so you could have like, him. Give your firstborn child, right? And <sighs> you had to sacrifice your firstborn child to Miyamoto to get the Little Mac amiibo. Yes, that that was the, those were those were the requirements. Those are the terms. Yes. You contract. should have it's read the, the, the <laughs> terms of agreement. end user license agreement. Yes. <laughs> um. Speaking of, <laughs> but not really, kind of, um, <laughs> Deus Ex Mankind Divided's controversial Augment Your Pre-Order program was canceled. Um, an official post from the website says, quote, when it was first conceived, Square Enix and Eidos Montreal wanted the program to give you more choice about what you received in terms of pre-order incentives. They cited dissatisfaction with the rewards themselves and the way in which some were locked to different regions as reasons for stopping the program. So the program, if you aren't familiar... You could pick, like, depending on how many people pre-ordered the game, it unlocked different tiers of bonuses. Okay. So if you pre-ordered it, mm-hmm. the first tier was, like, one of three weapon packs. Okay. So there was one that was for, like, combat-oriented people. Mm-hmm. There was one for stealth-oriented and one for conversation-oriented people. Nice. The second level was a digital OST, so soundtrack, or the digital art book. Okay. And then the third tier was a digital novella or a digital comic. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth and final tier was if it reached that, the game would release four days early. They would literally send you a robotic arm. No. No? No, no. the game would come out four days early. That's what, I, that's what I that prefer my was. version. Yeah, your your version's cool, too. Yeah, they will literally <laughs> turn you into a sideboard. <laughs> yeah, I didn't ask for this. 
I, I didn't. I didn't ask for this. I asked for this. That's the, that's everything. Yeah, that would be the the irony is is if you would pre-order it that way, you would have technically asked for it. So yeah, you're just going against the game itself. But now, anyone who pre-orders it will get all of the bonuses. All the bonuses. The game will be coming. I the want day it was all the bonuses. Yeah. So people were people upset come. by it. Yeah. Understandable. Um, like they were upset with the program itself, mm. but I mean, like I understand. I guess what they were trying to do. But I don't think locking things for region-specific areas or yeah. based on other people's pre-orders was really the way to do it. Right. Because it's basically Agreed. like they were just, they were like adopting a Kickstarter-like practice for these pre-orders. Yeah, I was going to say it seemed very Kickstarter-like. Yeah. Kickstarter-esque. Kickstarter-esque. Esque. Yeah. So, I so, mean, that's that's all right. I, yeah. I'm still going to pre-order it and play it and like that game because yeah. I like Deus Ex a lot. Yeah. So you asked for this. I did ask for it. Okay. Good. Good to know. Mm-hmm. So Platinum Games again. Again. This is That's news number two today on them. And Microsoft game Scalebound was originally going to have a female protagonist, according to the director slash producer Hideka. Hideki Kamiya. Hideki? Hideki Kamiya. Hideki Kamiya. I'm not, you know, you know, I'm not great he's, with the joke. He's the guy that bans people on Twitter if if they're like rude or ask too direct questions. Okay. Um, my goal is not to be banned by him. Okay, it's not uh, that hard. Okay, well, good. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna work on that. The game originally started out on the Wii with a young girl protagonist who controlled dragons from afar, but after developing Bayonetta, they decided the character should should participate in the fight in order to make it more interesting for players. Yeah. So. I don't know if you saw anything about Scalebound at E3. I did. Um, the, that's that was the trailer with uh, the guy, and he was like jumping on yeah. the dragon, and his yeah. armor. And he had he had the Beats chain. headphones. Yeah, yeah. He was listening to um, you know, straight out of Compton. Yeah. Uh huh. I mean, I, that's not confirmed, <laughs> but I that's what I assumed. Yeah, the soundtrack's actually by Ice Cube for this yeah. game. Yes, it's not. But that would be that in would my be mind. Something. It is that, that would, would be, be something. But but yeah, Scalebound. But yeah, no, it looked cool. I thought it looked really interesting. Have they yeah. put any gameplay out? Yeah, they um, have? there was gameplay at. So I just remember the trailer. Gamescom. There was there was gameplay at Gamescom. Okay, they showed that. I know that. Yeah, but I thought it looked really interesting when it. Yeah, it's. I it's didn't even cool. know it was Platinum like, Games. There's the dragon, whose name I forget. But it starts with Craig. T. It's not. Trish. I know the main character's name is Drew, and you can somehow customize his look. And it has Drew and Trish, Drew and, Drew and Trish. Yeah, we call Trish it. the dragon. Trish the dragon. <laughs> but you can you she can don't need no man. suggest things to the dragon, and it does them. So like, like the dragon's the heavy hitter, obviously. Yeah. And then you kind of go in when it's necessary, and teleport around and stuff, and use your dragon armor abilities to take down the enemies. Which, I mean, there's not really much information revealed as to what the setting or, like, the story is so far, but it looks cool. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. But it would have had um, a completely different protagonist. If it had come out on the Wii. Yeah. So there you go. Now you know. There's a little bit of tidbit. Now you know. We we are not only entertaining, we are informative. Yep. Hitman is still coming out next March after the delay we discussed last week. We're... 
like two of these stories, like we had talked about them before, but now there's more information. So more we got info, people. Yeah, we got to update that. So the reason that Hitman was delayed was to create more content to release after launch, so that the quote-unquote living world they're going for will have enough content for players to experience while they make more for DLCs and stuff like that. So that's always good mm-hmm. to see that they're like looking forward to the future of their game as well as making sure that people have something to play in the meantime because a lot of game companies are just like no we're going to launch this game immediately and then that's kind of it yep and then maybe work on dlc at some point maybe sometime eventually but it seems like they're really taking a scheduled approach to it which is good yeah it's good it is good 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 you go idos you go i go okay well, no. Okay, I get what you're saying. More about Eidos. Eidos. Rise yeah. of the Tomb Raider. Yes. You, well, you... not necessarily Eidos, but Square Enix. They're, right. they're the same company now. Um, Rise yeah. of the Tomb Raider, which is being made by Eidos and Square Enix, just like Hitman, will be 30 to 40 hours long, according to IGN. What? That's long. That's good. I think yeah. that there have been way too many open world games recently. Yeah, that's true. And 30 to 40 hours seems like a pretty okay time. Yeah. Because that's like a typical RPG. Mm -hmm. Like in the early 2000s. Now it's like if your RPG is not 120 hours long, then you're not doing it right. But. Right. Yeah. 30, that's, yeah, you know, that's enough time to really sink into the world of the game, obviously. And enough time to convey a story. So, yeah, you know, go Lara Croft. Yay. Yeah. That's exciting, I think. I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Maybe. I might be excited <laughs> for it. From the lack of excited sounding <laughs> tones in our voice, uh, don't take that as a lack of excitement for the game itself. It is. Yeah. just been a day. Um. Anyway, Undertale. Undertale. Undertale is the highest rated PC game of all time ever on Steam. As of today. As of right now. Which is incredible. Yeah, it's Crazy. Like that game, which I talked about last podcast, I believe so. It's so good, yeah, and it continues to be good. Mm-hmm. And it is now rated higher than Half Life Two, <laughs> like <laughs> insane. Like so, now we have to start annoying people for Undertale Two or Half Life Three to surpass Undertale. Yes, either way, and then Undertale Two will come out and surpass Half Life Three. It's going to be a Undertale two. Cycle. Undertale two confirmed. Undertale two and Half Life three both confirmed. In confirmed the right same now. Thought. There will actually be one game. Ooh. Dun dun. No, no actually, we're just making stuff up. That would be something. But. But yeah, Undertale's oh, good. Tough. You should check it out if you have the check time. It, check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Check it. Out. You're going to be playing Mario Maker. Mario yeah? Maker. Yes, uh, I did. I kept my promise, and <laughs> I actually downloaded it before I left this morning. Yeah. So that is waiting on the Wii U back at home. I'll have to nice. check it out, make some crazy levels, mm-hmm. challenge the world. I challenge, will personally the game send it to Miyamoto and be like, beat this. You should send it to the Game Grumps because they've been playing a lot of community levels. Yeah. And if they play it, then you can pitch the podcast I'd be like hey and then people will find out about the podcast yeah and then next thing you know we'll have Aaron Hansen on the show yeah Yeah. and there you go (laughs) so dreams come true 
Well, that was games. Do you have anything else gamey-wise? Uh, anything gamey? I guess I'm going to try the new Smash levels that came out. Yeah, uh, the, uh were several new Smash levels. I mean, some of them might not be as new as I thought. I, yeah. Um, I just noticed them when I was getting Mario Maker. I did the digital download, which Britain has already insulted me on. I didn't said insult I mis- you. No, you just said that basically I made a mistake well, because I missed out on the art book and the uh, level designing thing thing that comes with it yeah. with it but i mean hey i just you still convenience. got the game yeah, yeah i still got yeah. it but anyway while i was on there i noticed there was smash stage updates which there mm-hmm. is a mario maker stage there now is, which i really uh, want to play it's exciting apparently it builds the level mm-hmm. while you're fighting um similar it's like picto to mario. chat yeah, yeah it's kind of like the picto chat um level and then they brought back um peach's castle from the first uh, Smash Brothers game yeah. and Hyrule Castle yeah, also from that, which was on the 64. That was like June. That was in June. Yeah. Yeah. So that's way. But they're still there. So if you haven't been still paying way back. attention, so if you if you haven't been paying attention like me apparently since June, <laughs> um, I feel bad. I feel like I should apologize to my Wii U for not sending it Turning some love in that time. Yeah. But I only did it to get Ryu. In yeah. No, I did. I. I when Ryu was announced, I got on, downloaded him, you know, played through um, the classic mode yeah. with him, whatever. And then I think it's been off since. Yeah. So I'm Ryu's sorry, great. Wii. I'm sorry, Wii U. Yeah, Ryu's cool. Ryu Amiibo. Yeah. And you actually can put in this the uh, the um, moves from uh, Street Fighter. And then you get a super-powered version. Yeah, it's like a stronger version yeah. if you actually know the... Moveset, not which is like cool. reuse a hard character. Like everyone should know this. I feel like yeah, like they're, it's kind of just like universal. Yeah, it's like, kind of like down, down diagonal, right? Yeah, that's a Hadouken. You Hadouken, did it. You did it. You did it. You heard <laughs> it here. If you didn't know how to, Britain just taught you. Yeah. Yeah. Next, they're I don't know. They're gonna throw a scorpion in there. And oh, that vote, I, vote for Scorpion on the I, ballot. You have till tomorrow. <laughs> I guarantee it never happens. Yeah, you have ever. till the tomorrow. Um, the fighter ballot closes for when like the the community voted in characters. Right. So Scorpion, so, you know. Well, I guess while we're on the subject now, Britain, who who do you want added to Smash Bros. Out of like the popular characters on the ballot right I now? I guess just in general. Okay. Well, I think Wonder Red. From Wonderful 101 That'd be would cool. be interesting. You um, could have the different colors be the different. Yeah. And, well, that could work. I'm just thinking, like, if you're Wonder Red, oh. then you can use all the Unite Up powers and stuff. Right. And, like, those would be all the side attacks and right. B button moves. And that'd be cool because there's little to no Wonderful 101 representation anywhere except for the trophies in Yeah, the there's game. a trophy. Yeah. But um, I think more people need to know about that game, first of all. Right. And. Second of okay. all, like it wouldn't be the first time a sort of unknown character has been in right. a Smash Brothers game because like Americans didn't know who Roy and Marth were. Yeah, the uh, um, in Me- Melee was kind yeah. of their introduction to the West. That was before it was even uh, wasn't even available. Yeah, Fire, no, Emblem, Fi- Fire wasn't Emblem wasn't available, available in U.S. Yeah, until, until after that. Until Sacred Stones in 2004. Yeah. That's the kind of neat thing about Smash Bros. It kind of introduces some characters, yeah, and then it reintroduces some characters. Like Pit, kind of, he got his return, uh, yeah. after uh, Brawl, which was good because yeah, I think that was cool. that was a good. And then you got thing. you know Kid Icarus Uprising. That's, that game is so good. All that like, so. that's a really really good game. Mm-hmm. But 
But yeah, if not Wonder Red, <clears throat> then we'll do your top two. Make them, make them realistic. Okay. Well, I think Wonder Red's pretty realistic. Yeah. No, I could see. Yeah, I could see Nintendo doing that for sure. Um, I know a lot of people want Bayonetta in, but I'm gonna say no. That's not gonna happen. Yeah, I feel like Bayonetta's. Gonna um, happen. I just think we ne- we don't need any more Pokemon. And no, we, we don't, don't need any more don't. Fire Emblem characters. No, no, they're they're flooding. They flood the roster. Like, yeah. So I'm thinking, know. especially when several of them are clones. Yeah, like Lucina, Lucina and Marth and, and Roy. Um, I'm thinking that if you got some like super obscure Nintendo game from the GameCube, from the GameCube, yeah, and got that on there. Onto Super Smash Brothers, Wii U, such as the legendary Starfy. There you go. No, that's not going to happen. Yes, it's happening it's now. Happen. Nope, sorry, it's, it's too late. It's I honestly, I don't know. I yeah. I can't really think of any right now off the top of my head. I'm going to be um, the annoying fanboy here. Are you? Yeah, I'm not. Don't worry, I'm not going to say Ridley because I'm. Don't say Ridley. I'm not a fool. Sorry, Ridley fans, but he's too big. I want Adam from Mother M. Oh, there you go. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) That was a suggestion. Um, (laughs) That's all I'll say about that. Um, No, I I know he's been, like, wanted for years, and I know there's probably difficulties with it, but I want Gino. I do. Gino? Yeah. Yes. I I know that's like the cliche character to want. Well, no, so many people want Gino. But it'd be awesome. If you've ever played Super Mario RPG, you just see why he's such a cool character. And, you know, that's Square Enix, so they might have to talk to them a little bit. I don't know who technically owns Gino. Square Enix. Square Enix. Yeah. Yeah, So, but I would love to see it. His moveset would be really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, I know the... uh, Director or president of Microsoft Studios, I think. Phil Spencer wants Banjo and Kazooie. Which I would have loved Banjo Kazooie in it for sure, because I feel like I could already name their entire moveset. Yeah. Just by, you know, thinking about the games. I just don't think Nintendo will do it. I don't think they're going to, you know, now that they can't, now that it they are owned specifically by Microsoft, it would be just right. such a weird thing. Well, I mean,. I feel like that negotiation could be made, though, as Banjo and Kazooie were on a Nintendo console. Right, right, and no, no. They were included in um, the Rare Replay because, like, it wasn't the Nintendo 64 versions of the game. It mm-hmm. was the Xbox Live versions. Right. But the fact that those happened at all were still... Right. Like, it, they, the, the characters are still co-owned by Nintendo. Right. So it could happen, but I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. So if I had to have a second pick, um, I would go with Gino. Yeah. Uh, one, I don't know. I've You know, I've heard a lot of people want King K. Rule. That I would be kind of neat. But I feel like he would be very similar to Bowser. Yeah. Just with potentially a projectile. I, just, I can't imagine him being particularly fun to play. No. As, um, honestly. honestly, for me, and I am I will say this hands down, I'm a huge Zelda fan. Mm-hmm. I am, and I know you don't technically fight him in the game. Um, we could get into that in a potential thing, but I would love to see Skull Kid. Skull Kid. From Majora's Mask. I would love to see that, some unique things. You could use some dark magic there. 
you know, his final smash could be, you know, Majora's Wrath or yeah. something like that, well, which would be crazy. Wasn't there a thing, though, that was like... He's a he's an assist he's trophy. Assist trophy, he won't be. A yeah, character. so I don't think he well, will that's be. What, that's why also people said like Shadow wasn't going to happen. Oh, yeah. speaking of, you know what? The, my my two characters right. I decided Wonder Red and Zale from the last story on the Wii. He has oh, he has an assist trophy, not an assist trophy, a, a just trophy, a regular trophy trophy. trophy. Yeah. And that which are free game really because cool. Mewtwo had a trophy before he yeah. was brought back. So and his his abilities are really cool, and that was a really really good game that I don't think. Like anyone yeah. played, it was kind of the swan song for the Wii. Yeah, yeah it was part of Project yeah. Rainfall along with uh, Xenoblade and Pandora's Tower. Yeah, so yeah, if not, if they are strictly saying assist trophies are out, um, which I think they have yeah. said, yeah. so then um, Skull Kid wouldn't have a chance, even though I think that'd be really cool. I actually want to. I would love to see a stage. I'd like I to want see Clown. Groose. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Let me think. Um, I would like to see them bring back somebody kind of again. Yeah. You know, you saw Snake. Bomberman would be really cool. Bomberman. Bomberman would be really cool. Would fit in, I think. Oh, yeah, he'd fit in there. Yeah. Just like there was rumors that Rayman was going to be in it. Yeah, that uh, that um, mock-up that someone did. Yeah, there yeah. was a rumor that he was. And I think Ray, he would fit in the game perfectly, cool. too. There's just some people that would fit in there, especially yeah. now that um, he's kind of. Um, he's not. The Rayman game wasn't a Wii U exclusive, was it? Mm, which one? Uh, there's, the, I know there's Legends. I think it was Legends. I don't think it was, was a Wii. Wii. I think it wasn't. I think it was, but it was on the Wii, right? And there was like specific content for the Wii on. Right. There. Yeah, like they could wear like Mario and Luigi costumes. Yeah, and, and you had the touchpad um, when right. you were glow box. Yeah. Yeah. But I think like. There are so many mascots already participating in Super Smash Brothers that it would only make sense for Rayman and Bomberman to be in. Yeah, it. no, I would love to see that. Because like you have Pac-Man, you have Sonic, you have Mario, you have yeah. Mega Man. See, like I, I just would like I like characters that would have a lot of variety to their move set, and yeah. I feel like Bomberman would have you know a bunch of different, especially if you go into like Bomberman '64 where you had like the bomber copter. Zero. Bomberman. No, not Bomberman <laughs> Zero. Don't mention that game. <laughs> um. But, you know, just a bunch of different stuff that way. So, there you go. All right. Random smash talk. Yeah. So, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll be back with TV and movies and Fan Friday. Fan Friday. On episode eight of It Won't Turn Off. Stay tuned. You want to listen to our station, but you live under a rock or in a bog? Well, you can stream our station live at edinburghnow.com. WFSE, it's right there on the front page. Do you want to learn more about your favorite artists or your favorite songs? Like interesting pop culture facts? Then tune in to 88.9 WFSC Playing Scots Radio Wednesday, 2 to 3 p.m. When I, DJ Mac, report on the latest pop culture happenings and inform you about your favorite songs and favorite artists. So tune in either on the dial or online at edinburghnow.com to find out what's trending in today's pop culture. WFSC is sponsored in part by Edinburgh Apartment Rentals, offering new apartments and townhouses to students and residents located directly off the Edinburgh University campus. The main office is in the Edinburgh Apartment Rentals Plaza, right off of Darrow Road, next to Norman's Pizza. Information is at 814-734-2700 or online at rentedinburgh.com. We're back. We're back. Probably. We are back. So, Britain, in the television, in the TVs. TV. TV, 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 the song by Vondel Park. That's a good song. Uh, yeah, uh, yes, <laughs> kind of. Uh, so Zack Snyder, mm-hmm. um, is in talks to bring Watchmen 
uh, The Watchmen to HBO. But why? Um, that is a good question. It's been reported that he has met with the studio to both pitch the idea and work out details. What can I do to stop this from happening? Write him a letter. Okay. A beautiful letter. Saying how much I dislike his directing. Yeah. Yeah, you can do that. And like how, yes, some of his movies are fun to look at. But other than that, they're they're not good. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like, how I, I think. Could just do that. Good. I could just yeah. do that. You could just do and that, and then it'll stop it from happening. Something along those lines. Okay. Then I might have to do that. Okay. Well, All then right. you do that. I will. I'm gonna get on that right now. Right now. Oh, but the Britain is currently typing. It's hard to tell, but yeah, he's. I'm, I'm hastily typing this letter he's typing right now. Things. Yep. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, Britain, while you type up that letter, while I'm typing. The Game of Thrones movie development rumor has been debunked by George R.R. R. Martin himself. Quote, the rumor is completely false. No one is working on any movie just now. And if there was a movie, it would not be about Robert's Rebellion, which is an event that people had assumed the movie would be covering. Mm-hmm. So I don't think there used to be a Game of Thrones movie. I don't think so. Probably, probably, maybe not. Probably not. Maybe not. But hey, I mean, if it were to happen, I'd see it. I guess. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I like Game of Thrones a lot. And I like that the show has deviated from the book, so that it's kind of its own, like, timeline of events right. at this point. But, um... So people aren't spoiling for other people. There's still, like, a bunch of books left. And they're not coming out fast enough, I feel like. Yeah. For George. Because oh, yeah. George is old. Yeah. And what if those? What if the the last three books never happen? Then there are going to be a lot of angry fanboys, and girls, and girls, fanboys and girls. Everybody, just going to be mad. Chaos will ensue. The world will burn. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Makes makes sense. That's exactly what I picture. Movies. Movies. <laughs> 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 nice transition. That, was, that actually was a decent transition because we were talking about it. Um, so the original Halloween film, mm-hmm. um, John yeah, Carpenter, uh huh, John Carpenter's Halloween, <laughs> yeah, uh, is returning to theaters yeah. on October 29th. Yeah, thanks to Fathom Events. We talked about that a little bit last week. With, Halloween. Um, what film were you talking about? Then? I think it might have been Halloween. I don't think so. No, Home Alone. Home, Home Alone. Alone. Yeah. But anyway, thanks to Fathom Events, uh, the tickets went on sale last night. Exclamation point. There was an exclamation point there. <laughs> um, the showing will be available at over 220 movie theaters around the U.S. And for those in the local area, that does include the uh, movie theater on Peach Street in Erie. So Rotunda Drive. For our, yes. <laughs> for our uh, local listeners, if you want to participate. In the original Halloween, and they're watching the original Halloween. Which you can I buy tickets. Do you want to? Do you want to go to that? I'd be in. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Pretty much launched the slasher genre. Yeah. Halloween, it's good. Uh, there's nothing else I can say about that. Halloween H two O. No, that's not. That's not good. But like the original Halloween, or is that Freddy H two? No, no, no. It was. It it's was Halloween. Halloween. Yeah. 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 Well, it was H two. It was. It was the. 
when Rob Zombie remade the original Halloween, which wasn't bad because he stuck pretty true to the yeah. original no, that, plot and everything like that, but just toned up kind of the gore and the typical stuff you'd expect in a mm-hmm. modern horror movie. Um, then he made a sequel to that that they called H2, and it got the nickname of H2O, and it just was not good. Yeah. 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 So, Doctor Strange. Um, <laughs> we're just really, really good at these transitions today. Um, you can tell we spent hours working on these transitions. The Doctor Strange movie will start Doctor production Strange. in November. Mm-hmm. It is, in fact, going to be an origin story, which many people assume anyway. But yeah, it's going to be. You're going to uh, have to for made audiences for that. It's not quite as yeah. popular as you know Spider Man. That's we've seen the origin story twice now. Yeah, which they are not doing the origin for with the introduction of Spider-Man to the MCU, which is smart. Which is smart because how many times do you want to watch uh, Uncle Ben die? He could show up in like Daredevil or something. Uncle Ben? No. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Like Darede- I want Uncle Ben to show. Up. Daredevil season two. Daredevil season two with Punisher the twist and Spider-Man. Is the Punisher kills Uncle Ben. Twist. Twist. Wow, that would be really be shaking things up. Really dark. Because then Spider-Man would hate Punisher. See? Think about that. And then Deadpool and Spider-Man would team up to take Punisher down. I'm not way. saying I should write for Marvel, I'm but saying I'm saying if should. anybody from Marvel's listening, I'm available. <laughs> um, Rachel McAdams, the actress, is going to play a very, very big part in the movie, according to Paul Feige. And she represents a certain point of view of the worlds that we experience in that movie. Doctor Strange is the character that the audience follows throughout the movie, though. Also, Tilda right. Swinton will be playing the Ancient One, the incredibly powerful sorcerer. Right. The Sorcerer Supreme. Yes. Yeah, Tilda Swinton's cool. Yes, he is. What? What? Tilda Swinton is, yeah. a, is, is a girl. So am I. No, I'm not. Sorry. I'm trying well, to figure actually, out why this thing is know, humming, there was... so I'm not paying. Sorry. Yeah, that's a really loud computer. Yeah, it's really weird. But <laughs> Tilda Swinton, Tilda she Swinton. is cool. So she had a photo shoot with I'm David, thinking of, um, David sorry. Bowie. Does David Bowie. They, they, Tilda Swinton and David Bowie had a photo shoot together in which they swapped, basically, outfits and stuff, and they looked exactly the same. Amazing. So it's confusing. Yeah. And also, the the the... The uh, words. The ancient one is male in the comics, so that's probably so. I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, that's fine though. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I'm excited for that. Um. uh, Once again, that's Benedict uh, Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. Or Benvolio Cumberbatch. You do this every time, Britton, and I just every time think I give you the same look. Yeah. Uh. Natalie Dormer mm-hmm. transition again gets scared in the forest in the trailer for the upcoming supernatural thriller quote the forest. Oh, that's that's the title. I know. I wanted to say the quotes. The quotes okay. because it was funny because you said get scared in the forest and it, it, <laughs> the movie's called the forest. Uh, the movie produced by David Goimer. Goimer. Goyer. Goyer. Gosh, I can't pronounce anybody's name today. Oh, Sorry. Well, this is a Japanese word. Is set in the. Do you want to do it, Brian? Okigahara. Okigahara Forest. Also notice the Suicide Forest. See, I knew which forest it was when I saw the name, but yeah. that doesn't mean... Uh, apparently, I am too American to pronounce Japanese names. Uh, Dormer plays a young American woman who has traveled to the forest in order to find her twin sister, 
uh, encountering angry and restless souls. Um, so it totally ends well for everybody, which it does. I'm assuming does not at all. Well, like when when you go into that forest looking for your twin and encounter a bunch of restless souls along the way, I'm sure only good things are going to yeah, happen. Yeah, you know, she movie. finds true love. Yeah. I just I hate how a lot of house. a lot of horror movies like you can tell what's going to happen by just reading the synopses. Yeah, that's a true. lot of them. And this yes. one like she's going to die. Yes. <laughs> like Natalie Dormer's not going to survive her trip yes. to this forest. <laughs> or or at least she won't come out completely sane. I yeah. Or so. she'll become a ghost. Like or like she's going to die and be replaced with her twin. Or the twin will survive, but is actually just a ghost or something, and or they were both ghosts to begin with, and or the audience was a ghost. Everyone was a ghost. The world was a ghost. Ghost Ghost world. You're a ghost. She's a ghost. (laughs) We're all ghosts. No. Speaking of ghosts, ghosts. Since it's October. October. We can start talking about some October. Some spooky movies. Yes. Yeah. So. Um, Go ahead. Some good ones from this year include Good Night, Mommy. A girl which walks, looks terrifying. Yeah. A Girl Walks Home Alone at Night, which is black and white and on Netflix. And about just vampires. straight tells you what happens right there in the title. <laughs> they don't hide anything. Girl Walks Home Alone at Night and Crimson Peak, which is coming out soon. Next week, I think. Or the 16th. 16th of October. The, Crimson um, Peak. It's Guillermo del Toro's yes. new spooky yep, Tom movie. Hiddleston. And other people. Yes, and other people. And there's blood. And, like, all the posters are, like, very Fritz and the Tantrums, but it's not what the movie looks like at all. It's, like, yeah. it's like blue and red, like, like pop art, kind of. Yeah. All the posters and stuff, but, like, the movie itself takes place in this, like, gothic mansion. Right. So it's, like, hmm. Kind of different. Kind of different. St- style t- stylistically. There's also this movie called We Are Still Here, mm-hmm. and it looks really good. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about this movie. I don't... I don't know the the title sounds familiar, but I don't know if I've watched the trailers. Okay, it's okay. So there's this house, mm-hmm. and then something bad happened in the house. Okay, and then every thirty 30- most horror yeah. movies do. And it's never it- just like you know we had Sunday <laughs> brunch there. Yeah, no. Okay, I mean they maybe did at one point. But well, then, I'm assuming, but then the horrible you know, thing. Like, everybody, over. everybody lives a life before spooks happen. Yeah, and then every thirty years. The, spooks happen. The the spooky monster ghost spirits have to be fed because they're hungry. Oh, and they're still here. They're still there. So every thirty years, there's some tragic event at the house. They just kind of so like, people keep moving into this house. They just like, uh, yeah. Hi, where are the ghosts? It's been thirty years, so gonna have to eat ya. Yeah, basically. No, that's it. That's really. Do good. they knock? I hope they knock just like that. That was a mm. solid that knock. That was a really huh? solid knock, yeah. That I sounded that almost like it was like, we we did not add that in. That was a live knock right <laughs> here in the studio. So. But, yeah, it looks good. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it if I can find it because I be think cool. it came out already. But it looks scary. Yeah. It looks really scary. Really scary. Super scary. One of those ones where you sleep with the lights on. Afterwards. Well, I do that anyway. Just because the darkness. The darkness is scary. It's scary. It can be. Like, oh, yeah. When you watch as many horror movies as I do. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. Darkness is a big part of that. Uh, I have to say Goodnight Mommy looks very scary. I've heard a lot of people's reactions to the film. I heard people fainted. 
Yeah, that's what I yeah, I heard people <laughs> literally fainted from that movie and it's so interesting. Yeah. Like I I've heard like there's so many people that are just kind of fascinated with this film and the concept and everything like that. Uh mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know, the concept of the film is there's um is it a single mother? Yeah. Cuz you never see a father in yeah. the trailer. Okay. A single mother has uh two boys, two younger boys, probably about like I don't know, what, like nine years old, maybe? Yeah, that age range. probably around there. Um, and she gets facial reconstruction, plastic mm-hmm. surgery for... Do they ever... Spe- I don't think they spe- I don't specified know. why I, in I the trailer. I really looked into the plot or um, I don't want At least in the trailer, it. they don't specify why, but yeah. she goes and gets it, and the synopsis is basically she comes back different. Yeah. Which, you know, sounds really lame, but if you watch the trailer, it's, it's creepy. I mean, it's... Yeah. There's something up. She comes back not their mom, pretty much, is what it seems well, like. maybe not. Maybe not like, their mom. I don't know. Like, we don't know the plot, but, it, yeah. you know, she's, I'd assume before she was just a loving, regular mom. And, and then, now, now she's, she's a mom with a vengeance. And she, in the trailer, just, like, eats a roach and she really casually. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I, I've heard it's terrifying, so... I kind of want to see that, but then I kind of also I don't. I which I think those are the best horror films, the ones yeah. you want to see, but then also kind of don't because you're scared to even witness it. Like, I don't really get to that point anymore. I used to, though. Like, yeah. Like, when... um. See, I don't... I For me, it's like October is my month for scary stuff. Yeah. As I'm assuming it is for most... Maybe, maybe um, not most I'm people. I'm year-round scary but, stuff. But. but, you know, like, the average person's... If yeah. they're going to watch horror movies, it's going to probably be in October. Most likely. So I fall into that category. So for me, I like binge on it during October, and mm-hmm. then the rest of the year, I'm the not. Forever. I I don't get too desensitized to it. I guess right. I'll put it that way. Right. But yeah. Um. Speaking of, what is your favorite scary movie? Scary movie. So, um, I I have to thank my former roommate for even watching this in the first place. He's very big into uh, horror films. So I guess shout out to Mike. There, Mike. there you go. You got a name drop. Um, <laughs> we need like a sound. We need like a sound clip for that. Like you got a name drop. Um, but we wa- I watched The Conjuring, <laughs> and oh. it was way after it was in theaters and all that kind of stuff. Cause, I saw that in theaters. Well, I bet in theaters it was terrifying as well. But like, it just is so well done. It is. I mean, it, it was. Is. The, for those of you that don't know, it was The Conjuring. It follows, you know, it's the typical haunted house kind of feel. Well, um, more it was written before possession. that kind of became a trope. Yeah, it yeah. it was written during the time, you know, that like The Exorcist mm-hmm. and um, Amityville Horror, I believe, yeah. it was kind yeah, of at yeah. the same time as that as well. So, it, like, this script has been around for a long time, and <laughs> nobody, like, nobody touched it mm-hmm. really. And then. Um, I forget the director's name. Um, that guy. That guy. I wanted to... The I guy feel, that did Insidious. Yes, yeah, the same director as Insidious. He jumped on it, and he made it so well. It follows the family moving into this house, and the Warrens, who were real-life, like, demonologists. IRL demonologists. Yeah, they're really cool, actually. And Yeah, it's really cool. Um, so that whole thing, terrifying. First time I saw it, I remember... You know, you always get those stupid thoughts after you watch a horror movie. That's Let's really play good. Play hide and clap. <laughs> yeah, that. Dang it, Britain. <laughs> uh, 
Or, like, you're just like, I'm totally going to get possessed. And then you're like, wait, why would I be possessed? But you're like, <laughs> no, that's going to happen to me because I saw the movie. Right now. Um, Yes, right now. But it was really scary, really well done. And the thing is, the movie is R. Uh-huh. It's rated R, not because of, you know, um, strong language or extreme For gruesomeness. Pervasive or- scariness. It's yeah. it's literally just because they thought it was too scary for a thirteen year old mm-hmm. audience, so that alone I think was just awesome, and so that's probably yeah. my favorite. No, it's a very very well done. If I if I'm talking ones that actually scared me, like you know you actually there's some you know scary movies that you watch just to enjoy, yeah. like you know the slasher films. They don't scare me, but it's kind of fun to watch them mm-hmm. this time of year, that kind of stuff. The classic Universal monster movies are always fun They're as good. well. They're really good. Yeah. But what about you, Brenton? Um, okay, I have... I think, I think like... This, that was eloquent. Um, I think, therefore, I'm <laughs> Brenton. Um, I think one of my favorite horror movies, not because it's particularly scary, mm-hmm. but just because of how tense it is and how well it's directed, um, but The Strangers... It came out in 2006. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. Um, come to the house. And... It's just so well done. And a lot of people are like, no, I don't like that movie. Nothing happens. I'm like, but things happen. Just if you're not paying attention, you don't notice it. Yeah. And I really, really like that kind of horror. Yeah. And the sub- the the not like right on the nose. He just touched his nose. I did actually touch my nose. <laughs> so for those of you, uh, I guess, needing to know what a nose is but also can't see me. I touched my nose. Um, I, I like that when it's because to me, I think one of the scariest moments, well, maybe just sent chills down my spine the first time I saw it was the end of uh, the Blair Witch. Yeah, I'm not going to spoil that, even though it's very old now. And if you haven't seen yeah, it, you should watch it because it's just like they, the whole movie they set up to it. Like the the what makes the end scene mm-hmm. scary is something that's said at the beginning of the movie. Which is why I think I still kind of defend the first Paranormal Activity. Yeah. Because that's yeah. what that did. Yeah. And par- the first Paranormal Activity is an okay movie. Like, yeah. They're, they're, yeah. It has no. problems, but, like, it's it's for the Paranormal Activity series, it's well done. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. So I get I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Strangers, just, like, from a, from a cinematography standpoint, from a suspense standpoint, it's, it's probably one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. Um, also, it did it did scare me the first time I watched it. I feel yeah. like I, I think yeah. it definitely did. Um, and that's what you need. Yeah, that's what you need. That's yeah. what you're looking for. Yep, yep, yep. So that was movies. Yeah, um, I, I will say this before we move okay. on. Quick, this will just be quick. Uh, a one sc- a scary movie that I do want to watch. That I think you said you've seen Britain, maybe or the Babadook. No, well, I have seen the Babadook. That's the Babadook was also very that's very good creepy. Movie. It was well done as well. Um, and that was that director. That was her like first major movie as well. So that's exciting to see what else she's going to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, um, it follows. Yes, you you've seen it follows. Yes, yes, yes. It uh, the concept is basically there's this shape shifting being, and it follows people. And I'm not going to give away details, but there are certain ways to get it to not follow you. And Basically, it never stops. The only way yeah. to get rid of it is to transfer its, like, possession to someone else. Yes. And, yeah, it's relentless, and it will it will fi- follow you until it gets to you. 
And just the trailer alone, I think it was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, it also has a very good soundtrack by Disaster Pace. Yes. My old, um, same roommate I mentioned earlier, he showed me the trailer for it. Now I'm really interested uh, in watching it. We so. should watch it. We should. Like right now. <laughs> well, end, let's finish the podcast. the podcast first. time for just, a movie. Just to watch. Uh, yeah. So, miscellaneous. This we can get through quick so we can go to Fan Friday because we're running kind of long. Um, a man proposed to his girlfriend as she was live streaming Destiny on Twitch. Nice. She said yes. Aw. And then she found a legendary engram. Probably. Because her life was great that day. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's really cute, though. Yeah, she got she got an exotic armor, <laughs> exotic helmet, just out of a engram. Honestly, their Benji's probably gonna send her something yeah, because probably. it was on Twitch and like the story's blowing up and stuff. Yeah, so it's getting him a lot of attention. So. Yeah, there. Yeah, probably. That's cute. Um, so Think Geek. Yeah. Uh, which is now owned by uh, GameStop. GameStop. Yep. I was gonna say Hot Topic, but Hot Topic was vying for it, but they didn't get it. Nope. Um, is selling a practically life-size Jabba the Hutt lawn ornament. Yes. Which I've seen. Uh, it was all over social media when it was announced. Very funny. It's one hundred and sixty dollars. Um, one hundred and sixty dollars. I think it's, it's great. Feet tall. You keep it up for Halloween, and then you just keep it going. You can like put put a Santa, Santa hat, on, hat it. on it. Yeah. There you go. You win. <laughs> Father Christmas so. himself, Jabba the Hutt. Jabba, Jabba the Hutt. He's not a new tonga. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just. Yeah. Presents me bookie. Like, that's what it's going to be. I'm, I'm going to make Jabba Santa the Hutt. Santa the Hutt. Santa the Hutt. You I, heard it I here hope, first. I hope there's a new hut in Star Wars Episode Eight. whose name is Santa. Santa the Hutt that delivers... Toys to all the good children of Tatooine. I hope like it's somewhere in the expanded universe that that's a thing. I hope so. I'm sure I there really, is some I sort really of Star so. Wars Santa Santa equivalent yeah. somewhere. We got our Star Wars reference in, so <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all but right, now it's Fan Friday, uh, so we want to answer your questions that you guys lovely sent in. We got a lot this week. Yes, thank you very much. So everyone. we're gonna try and do these as much as possible. Uh, as quickly as possible. Not as quickly as possible, but some of them, if we don't spend as much time on, it's because we have a lot, and some of the uh, questions we have covered in other podcasts. But True. Britain, let's jump right in. Okay. Uh, you can you can start. I I realized that I wrote down one of these wrong in the docket, so I'm going to fix okay. that while you answer this All question. Right. So Amelia um, asked... What are our thoughts on the Atlantic columnist and uh, 2015 MacArthur Genius Grant recipient, Ta Nahisi Coates? Nahisi Coates. There you go. Gosh, guys, I'm sorry. Uh, forthcoming <laughs> Marvel comic, Black Panther. Uh, so we did talk about Black Panther. I feel like that was last week. It was like episode two. Epi- yeah. Was it? I think it was episode two. All right. Anyway, we we, we did talk about it, but... Once again, I do think that's really exciting. Um, I think that says kind of a lot right now about the power of comic books. Yeah. Um, you know, when you get somebody from the Atlantic and a MacArthur Genius recipient, um, you know, it's just kind of saying the impact that comics has on society right now. Right. I'm very excited for it. As I said Me back too. then, I really love Black Panther in general. So to see such a good um, writer involved with also a really great uh hero is just exciting news right. to me it's also um i think it's it's a good stance 
and like like a good place for social commentary to be made by him mm-hmm. because like X-Men started out as like an allegory for the like civil rights movement right right so i think a lot of x-men has used a lot of yeah. social aspects in their comics and, like days of future past mm-hmm. was very much you know a uh look at almost the holocaust and marvel has never really shied away from being progressive as far as the topics that they cover or right. address in their right. comics so i think it's it's a good place um, mm-hmm. it's a good time, I think, for, for the Black Panther comic to come out. So Agreed. I'm excited for it. Agreed. Yeah. So thank you, Amelia. Yeah, for thanks, Amelia. Up next, Deanna asks, as a video game challenge middle-aged mom, who might be interested? What beginner games might you recommend? Britton, you want to go first? Um, okay. Well, I think that, um, if you're trying to get into video games, honestly, like, some people might yell at me for this, but... There are a lot of mobile games yeah, that no, you can I was get into go the same um, that are just just involved enough that you can get that video game feel mm-hmm. without really to having touch to the waters. Yeah, without really having swim. having to get a dedicated console or um, right, yeah. controller in your hand. Really. Yeah, because some things, you know, what I what originally jumped into my mind, I was like, well, what kind of introduced me to games? And you know, the first thing that jumped into my mind was you know Super Mario Brothers. Like, yeah. I feel like. You know, that's just kind of, it feels like it's the seed of all games when obviously, well, you know, like further back, kind of, I mean, like Pong, you could argue. Or well, Nintendo, Super Mario Brothers is kind of Pac-Man. what saved games. Like there was right. a crash. Yeah, no, yeah, they brought Mario. They brought it back. So, but, you know, then if if you're going to try and play Super Mario Brothers, you'd either need to run out and try and find, you know, a NES, Nintendo Entertainment System from or a flea a market or, or buy a Wii and or a Wii Nintendo U and get on virtual are, console. are always family-friendly. Yeah. And they're always probably going to be yeah. family-friendly. So that's what my thought is. But then when you said that, I, I would agree. I think mobile games is a big thing. I know, you know, I, I hate to say it because, you know, I'm not a huge fan, but, you know, even a game like Angry Birds is going to kind of get you into that yeah. gaming feel. Yeah, uh, to start off with, and and most most mobile games are free. Yeah, and if, yeah. If you don't like one, you can just delete it. And yeah, and that's one. yeah, and that's a nice thing too. You yeah. know, and even if it is most of the paid versions, like I think Angry Birds. Well, if you have an if you have an Android phone, it is free. Yeah, but um, I think from the App Store, it costs a little bit of money. But I think there is a free version, a light version, or yeah, something with where you advertisements. Can always, yeah, where you can always try it first. So yeah. But yeah, I think that's a, that's a good question because I think it also applies to a lot of like younger gamers. Like they get in with like Minecraft and yeah, yeah, games. Minecraft is a big thing. And I'd say that too. Um, I don't know uh, as middle aged, um, but if for Minecraft me, Minecraft, especially like if you're somebody that was playing with Legos or yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, constructor sets, maybe not Lincoln quite. Logs. Lincoln logs. Minecraft is a big one Tinker too. Toys. But that that once again, there is a free. Uh, you can get like a trial version. Yeah. I think. Yeah, there is a trial version um, for a limited time there as well. That's yeah. more if you want to build stuff. So yeah. So uh, I'll tackle this next one. You can do for, it <laughs> for sure. So Hillary. Um, hi Hillary. Hi, hi here, Hillary. My <laughs> uh, my fiance, Hillary. Hello, dear. Um, <laughs> she asked, uh, if you could create your own favorite film, 
what would it be? And then in parentheses, she said, would you do a mashup of your top favorite movies into one movie, or would you create a new film that's never been done uh, before? So for me, I would like to do a movie that hadn't been done before. Um, I think creating a mashup, because for me, uh, as I'm sure she knows, my favorite uh, movies pretty much are the Star Wars films. So yeah. it would just end up being yeah. an obnoxiously long Star Wars film. <laughs> um, so I probably would create a new one. This maybe isn't too much on the nerdy side, which might surprise people. But if I, I've always wanted to, but it would be such a labor for whoever makes it because um, I probably wouldn't be satisfied regardless. Uh, you know, with a lot of the movie um, biopics that are um, not – that are out, you know, you have you had Ray and then you had Walk the Line yeah. and then, you know, you're going more into like you had Jobs and now you have Steve Jobs. Like yep. we've had let's just stop for a moment and realize we've had two movies about Steve Jobs in the last like what? Three two years. three years, two, yep. three years. Anyway, um I it has always surprised me well, I guess straight out of Compton, I guess I can't forget to mention that one. That was actually the top grossing bio, biopic. That was good. Um it was very good. I saw it. Um, and for me, I've always been surprised that nobody has tried to, and maybe it's a respect thing, but no one has tried to do the Beatles story. Yeah. You know, just because I've read a bunch of books, as I've mentioned, I think, on a previous, I think when we talked about Rock Band, uh, I'm a huge Beatles fan, love them to death. Yeah. Um, and I've read a ton of books about, you know, kind of their studio life, all the stuff that went on. And I've just had thoughts over and over of, like, this would be a highly successful film. It would. It definitely would the, the hardest part would be the casting because, you know, everybody it would be super critical. You know, unless you could try and get Julian Lennon to be John Lennon or, yeah. you know. Well, Danny Harrison, I don't know if he looks too much too similar like, to I George. Think it could but, be done. It could be done, but I feel like it would just the casting for it. The casting process would be excruciating. Mm-hmm. And for me, I would want it more like um, and walk the line. Joaquin Phoenix didn't sing, right? They still had it as Johnny so. Cash. Yeah. Uh, see, I'd want it that way. I'd want it to be somebody that was good enough at well, lip syncing and keeping the actual Beatles songs, not like, oh, here's this actor trying to sound as similar to. Mm-hmm. Paul McCartney as It possible. was a Hard Day's Night, but that was a very old movie. Well, Hard Day's Night was just literally the Beatles yeah. in a movie. I, I'm talking like I want to see their studio. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, the, their story. You know, you start off with them as kids in Liverpool yeah, and then to the an huge. one, and they never really. Like, I mean, it would be a huge story. I mean, here's the, just these kids from working class, so, you know, life that yeah. became the most famous people in the world. Yeah. So that's what I would want. Um, I want a narration by Paul McCartney. Yes. And Kanye West. No Kanye West. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Um, I think my own favorite film, it would probably be something that hadn't been done. I would like to say that it would be something that hadn't been done before. Right. But I don't know what it would be. Like, I feel like it would be either a fantasy epic of some kind or just a, like, a, a a real like a life a real life look at characters with fantastical elements in them like right. the, the hot fuzz Shaun of the dead right end. 
because I really like Edgar Wright as a director. He directed those. Yeah. And all of his move, all of his work, and Ant Man, and Ant-Man, well, partially, partially. Like they're they're very grounded in reality, but there are inexplicable, fantastic elements to them. Yeah. That are either referenced by the characters or experienced by the characters. Yeah. And it happens a lot in spaced. And so I would like to do something that maybe does that, but combines the the style of Edgar Wright's dir- like directing and mm-hmm. writing, but with the cinematography of Drive. Right. Well, and I think I think that's genius too, because I've always said one thing that I've always kind of bothers me in movies is, and maybe this is jumping into another potential answer for this, is I'd like to see a film where the characters react in a realistic way yeah like all the time in movies it's just like aliens show up and people are like oh yeah aliens except in war of the worlds yeah except war of the worlds like i'd like to see people i'd like to see society on the brink of collapse just because like basically everything we've known has been shaken up because yeah. these aliens have shown up like in the like, avengers like not even not even like malevolent aliens but just like just there, there are aliens yeah. and they're there cuz it would change everything in yeah. our in our real world society if tomorrow we found out there's intelligent life out there and by the way they're here everything we know would change because like but even, in a film it's just kind of like yeah whatever you know the avengers fought some aliens today yeah. like no that's not how it would be yeah in reality, people would be like, "I don't even know what to do with myself. Exactly. I don't know what life is about." So I'd like to. I agree with you in that, even, that aspect. I'd like, like to see District Nine doesn't go into that. And there's, District there's Nine literally aliens living next to them. Yeah, and District just, Nine uh, you know. handles it a little better than most films because I do yeah. agree with kind of the uh, statement they make there is how we treat the aliens yeah. is yeah. very similar to you know how unfortunately society treated. Uh, you know, minority groups in third world countries in some aspects just because yep. it's like, you know, when when as a species we have a hard time accepting people just as the color of their skin, how would we accept an entirely different species? species yeah. So I, I respect what Dis, uh, District 9 did in that film, but I agree um, it still just became kind of like, eh, it's whatever. Yeah. But very good question. Yep. Okay. Thank you. You want me to do this one too? If you want. <laughs> so uh, you can kind of see a theme almost with these questions now. So for going from my fiance to my sister, uh, <laughs> Mackenzie, uh, who has told me she's an avid listener. So thank, thank you, you. Thank you, Mac. Uh, I call her Mac, by okay. the way. Uh, Mac Attack. No, actually, I don't do that. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, Mackenzie asked if we could visit one fictional universe for a day, what would it be and why? Very nice question. Um, Brendan, do you want to go first? Pokemon or Harry Potter? See, I think the tricky part about this question is she specifies for a day. Oh, then you know what? No, I wouldn't want to expose myself to those because then I would have to live the rest of my life depressed. Depressed. Yeah, it'd be like yesterday I had a Bulbasaur. Today Today I have a test. Today I have a test. Yeah, (laughs) I have an exam. So maybe like Ah, that'd be hard. An alternate. For a day, it's, that's what makes it difficult. If it was like for life, hands down, I'd be like Star Wars. I don't. I, I don't as I said earlier, when we were sitting out. By the way, today is College Radio Day. Whoop! So uh, happy College Radio Day. Yeah, uh, we did some promotion for that today. Um. Anyway, as we were talking about earlier, if it, if I was living in the Star Wars universe, I don't care. I could be a homeless man on Coruscant, and I would just be excited all the time because <laughs> I'd be like. 
Um, a bounty, a Mandalorian bounty hunter just walked past me, like, and that guy just got cut up by a lightsaber. And what there's an a Wookiee. Yeah. Like, e- even not having anything productive with my life, I'd be super excited. Yeah. But you're right. For a day, it'd be like you'd experience all these fantastic things, but then you'd have the depression of going back to real life. Which is how, not Narnia, but there's a series of books um, called The Magicians. Okay. Um, and it's like Narnia, mm-hmm. but it's what happens if Narnia was real, and so was magic. And the kids who went in there, who were the focus of the books, are right. now out of it, and they can't go back. Right. So just dealing with no, like seeing that kind of stuff. Yeah. That's those are actually really, 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 really good books. So I have to say, this is kind of a weird shift. Winnie the Pooh. Of, <laughs> yes, Winnie the Pooh. But honestly, and I guess there would be some depressing elements to it afterwards because you wouldn't have these fantastic elements. As I said, if I could live there permanently, it would be the Star Wars universe, hands down. Yeah, mine would be not Star even Wars. not even a question. Um, Pokemon and Harry Potter would be up there as well. Um, but if it was just for a day, just to visit, just to see things, probably Lord of the Rings. That would be interesting. Just because That'd I be think, in general, you know, the Shire, you know. Um, Rivendell, mm-hmm. um, all those places would just be cool to see. Yeah, you'd still be depressed because you're like, yeah, there's not wizards and ants and trolls and giants and everything like that cool in the things. world. Dwarves. Yeah. But I think just experiencing, like going on a day trip through Middle Earth would be awesome. Just seeing, yeah. you know, the mines of Moria. like That'd be really cool. Like just looking at these architecturally beautiful and really cool mm-hmm. cultures and you could take pictures. And you could take pictures. So it would almost feel like you got to travel through literally just the most awesome possible country in Europe. Mm-hmm. Like, I think I could still live with myself afterwards. But if it was Star Wars or, you know, I guess Harry Potter wouldn't be too bad. Too bad. Because um, it's still technically the real world. It's just with With magic. magic. Pokemon would be depressing because it's just like yeah. I would look at my cat. Charlie, shout out to Charlie. I'm sure he's an avid listener. Yeah, <laughs> my cat. I would visit Animal oh. Crossing World. There you go. <laughs> like you'd look at your cat and be like, "Come on, learn tackle," <laughs> and it wouldn't be the same. Yeah, but so I guess that's my answer. It would be Middle Earth. I think for a day. Yeah, yeah. That's that's probably a really good one. Yeah. I'm thinking that or like, I don't know. Like I want to say like some game, but at the same time, I don't think I would want. To like, I was gonna say Half Life. I'm like, you know what? No, actually, don't know. <laughs> that would actually that would actually be awful, terrifying. How about no? Get some head crab. Get some head crab. Um, maybe like, I don't know. I don't I actually. I don't. I don't know. I guess Animal Crossing would be interesting. To everything would be super bright and colorful, and cell shaded, and then there would just be giant owl people. You know. Yeah. Blathers. What's what's up, dog? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think your answer was the one that I would have answered. So really? I'm just going to steal that answer. Okay. So we're both going to go to Middle Earth just for a day, get some visit, take some pictures, high five Gandalf. Yep. Be a good day. I would have a staring contest with the eye of Sauron. Like, if, depending on when we go. Like, yeah. if the if the eye is still present, yeah, you're I would stare just stare at it. Yeah. Um, Which yeah, I'm sure would have some negative stuff. complication. Yes. <laughs> I'm sure it would. 
All right. You'd probably go insane or something. Yeah, probably. Next question from Josh. What do you think of Matthew Malloy, his status as above Omega level mutant, and the cop-out time travel plot device that they used to defeat him? Yes. The answer is yes. Yes. Um, um, so for those of you who don't know, Matthew Malloy is an X-Man, um, and he was labeled as a more than Omega level mutant, as Josh points out. He can kind of do anything. Dr. McCoy, um, a.k.a. Beast. Um, he sent someone back in time... Right. Yeah. Um, to like stop I'll, his parents. I'll from read meeting. that here. Um, Xavier said he is quote the largest mutant power source Cerebro has ever registered. So I think the idea in general is uh, kind of cool. You know, yeah. seeing the X Men have to deal with this just extremely over the like too powerful. powerful. Like it's almost like if you know, maybe not quite to the same degree, but almost if like Superman turned out to be a mutant. And was Marvel, not DC. You know, like... I want that. I want to visit that universe for a day. Where where, Super- where Superman is Marvel instead of DC. And just see what that life is like. <laughs> but I think the idea in general is cool because it's kind of... To me, I like it because it's like the almost David versus Goliath type feel. It's like yeah. the X-Men are powerful. Like, yes, they are an efficient team. They are super powerful. But here they have to deal with this guy that's, like, the most powerful of them. Yeah. Of them. Um, so as Josh mentions in the question, um, the time travel plot, um, the X-Man Tempest. Uh-huh. Tempest. Tempest. Uh, used her powers to go back in time with the help of Professor X. Of the past, managed to make Malloy's parents never meet, causing him to have never been born and cease to exist in the present, thus saving uh, the X-Men from death. Wow. Oh. So, so that seems comic I will, booky. I, I will agree that it is kind of a cheap cop-out, but to me, I see it as... Them using their powers? Yeah, I, I see it as... Creative problem-solving? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> Britain, I'm just going to keep saying I see it as, and then Britain will fill in another answer. But I see it as them using their intelligence yeah. over a uh, potentially impossible problem. Yeah. You know, yeah. Uh, obviously with things like Days of Future Past and stuff like that, um, the X-Men haven't been afraid to touch on time travel before. Yeah. So I don't see it as something that's like, you know, I see a bigger cop-out is, once again, I guess we're ragging on Superman. Uh, still like the character, but still. You know, the cop-out of, like, oh, no, there's this extremely impossible villain to beat. And then Superman's like, oh, it turns out this whole time I could, I, I don't know, make him just cease to exist by blinking eight times. Yeah. Like, that, to me, is more of a cop-out. I think this, with the time travel, is a smart way of, like, okay, we can't physically beat this guy. So how do we beat him? Oh, let's make him never be born. Like, to me, I think that's yeah. a smart solution to... Uh, impossible question. Yeah. I think, like, given that storyline, that's kind of, like, the only option that they had at that moment. Yeah. And... Yeah. They took it. They took they, they took, took that opportunity to do it, so they did it. Yes. So, yeah. Thanks, Thanks Josh. Thank you, Josh. <laughs> Chris asks, what do you think about the Konami move away from console gaming? I don't like it. 
Don't like it. We you know, talked about we that. talked about that a little bit on uh, last episode. Every episode, Every I say episode. something about yeah. it. <laughs> Britain, it's very yeah. Insane. It's um, it's it's problematic. Um, considering that they want to continue the Metal Gear franchise but not get into yeah. console gaming means mobile games and or pachinko slot machines, which is what they've done to Silent Hill and Konami, not Konami, Castlevania. So there's Silent Hill slot machines. Yep, it's awful looking there's a like super dramatic trailer for it that uses you got three pyramid heads so you better yeah, run no, for the rest that. of your life and the whole machine is just really grungy looking and it's like oh this is straight out of silent hill and then you just win pachinko balls and can redeem them for prizes it's, it's really agitating hmm. and then the new castlevania is also a pachinko slot machine nice and it's being like advertised <laughs> as an erotic horror adventure like that's not what castlevania is no. At all. You got... Thank you for trying. Three Simon Belmonts, you get one Pachinko Ball. Doop, doop. Um, and then if they make a Pachinko slot machine for Metal Gear Solid, then I am... Gonna rage for the rest of your life? Like, I'm sure it'll happen. Yeah. Um, it's gonna happen. I can feel it happening. But mm. they're still making Pro Evolution Soccer. How much can that possibly sell for them? Um, that they're still gonna use, probably use that? Probably not much. Yeah. Well, anyway, how did you feel about it? Um, <laughs> I, I also feel poorly about it. Um, uh, maybe not as passionately <laughs> as you've written, but uh, then again, how many do? But yeah, it's definitely not. It's definitely not a good idea. Um, now, if, you could have interesting mobile games for it, but that's not what I want. I, I would like to see. Oh, okay. Here's a Metal Game, Metal Gear um, mobile game where you're. Let me let me try to think how I want to word okay. this in micromanaging, almost like kind of you know, like Fallout Shelter. Like when you look at Fallout well, Shelter, it's nothing like Fallout. There is that, but that already you, exists. there's a micromanaging yep. Metal Gear. It came out um, along the same time as Ground Zeroes. Oh, is it like a partnership? It's kind like a, thing, it's like, like a coexisting. A, it's like a mother base builder thing. Mm. Now that if, you mention it, thing, that sounds very familiar. Yeah. But you, you know, like those kind of things is like it's fine because I know that I know Fallout Shelter isn't Fallout Four. This is actually working really well into our next question. Yeah, uh, I didn't <laughs> actually do that on intentionally, um, oh, but it, it's not like oh that this is Fallout Four, Fallout Shelter. It's like. I know that it's not, and then Fallout 4 is coming. So I wouldn't yeah. care if, you know, a little more, a little of their focus goes into mobile games, but I still want Metal Gear 6 to be a, a console game. Yeah. We're running long, aren't we, Britton? <laughs> Could you tell by the face that I made? The, the face. But we'll hit this quick question. Uh, we'll hit this question quickly. Yeah. Um, so... Shane asks, uh, how do you feel about the new leveling system for Fallout 4? I like it. I as well. I like, like the special system. I like the way that they're going to distribute experience. Mm-hmm. I think it makes more sense than Fallout 4s. And Fallout 3s. Fallout 3s. Yeah. That's the word I meant to say, but I didn't say yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. I think it's cool. Um, I'm not upset. I'm not bad, bro. Yeah. So I'm excited for that game. Yeah, me, it's, me too. I'm sure we're going to talk about it extensively when it releases. I would talk about it extensively here, but we are almost like... Yes, we are... We're long. We're really long. We, we are really long. Um, 
So apologies for that, but I'm yeah. hoping you've enjoyed the ride. Yeah, it has been it has been a fun. So now, as always, episode. we will plug things quick. If yeah. you haven't already, um, like us on Facebook. That is yeah. facebook.com uh, forward slash iwto podcast. Yep. Uh, give us a like there. Tell your friends. Whatever. We also have SoundCloud um, with the three latest episodes on soundcloud.com forward slash it hyphen won't hyphen turn hyphen off. And guess what, Logan? What? Also, all seven episodes, except for this one, obviously, all of our archived episodes are on soundcloud.com slash Edinburgh Now, which yes. you can access on edinburghnow.com, the home of campus media yes. at Edinburgh University. Yeah. If you go to edinburghnow.com and you click under the arts tab at the top of the page that's where you're going to find all of our podcasts i believe they're all up there yeah now except for this one except for this one thank uh, you Chris. of course but thank you very much have a great week Are you fans of Smokey Robinson, Luther Vandross, Jill Scott, and Aaliyah, and other well-known R&B artists? If so, listen to The Quiet Storm, featuring DJ CR3. This isn't your new age R&B, this is your parents' R&B. Soft and warm, The Quiet Storm, Tuesday nights from 7 to 9 p.m. on WFSC 88.9 Fighting Scots Radio. Support for WFSE is provided in part by John's Wildwood Pizzeria, open daily at 105 Erie Street in Edinburgh. John's menu includes pizza, hoagies, wings, salads, and more. Information is at 814-734-7355 or on the web at johnswildwoodpizza.com.